0: Welcome to Paddling the Blue. With each episode, we talk with guests from the Great Lakes and around the globe who are doing cool things related to sea kayaking. I'm your host, my name is John Chase, and let's get started paddling the blue. Today, I'm joined by Mike Ranta. Mike is a colorful character with a true passion for life and for being on the water. Mike and his faithful furry companion, Spitzy have shared a whole lot of time in a canoe, and he's here today to share their story of paddling across Canada, not once, but twice. So sit back and enjoy the interview. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us on Paddling the Blue.
1: Hey, right on, John. Thanks for having me here.
0: Hey, so uh, tell us a little bit about your personal paddling background, Mike.
1: Oh wow. Um, well, I grew up in uh, Atticoken, Ontario. Um, it's the paddling capital of Canada, and uh, I've had some uh, so, some great mentors in my life. Uh, Bobby Davidson, uh, Don, and Joe Meany, they are our legendary paddlers of our uh, in Atikokan. and uh, yeah, just had a lot of a lot of good people. I've I've uh, I grew up around Quitico Park and uh, I have paddled I think just about every river and lake in there and uh, yeah and, and surrounding areas of Atticoke and just enjoyed the bush uh, my father was an avid bushman so he got me uh, quite interested at quite a young age and uh, just kind of fell in love with, uh, with that connection with nature I always felt very at home at it and uh, I started paddling for a youth center that was in, uh, in threat of being shut down in 2011 when I went from uh, Rocky Mountain House to Montreal. And that's when the bug got me, and I, I really uh, started to enjoy uh, long trips and uh, putting myself in nature and trying to get as far and as fast as I can as as a solo paddler. And yeah, it's uh, it's paid off in uh, in spades, that's for sure. And I, it feels like uh, I've been um, you know I've been destined to do this my whole life. It's, it's just amazing. And yeah, so it, it's been cool uh, paddling across Canada so many times.
0: So was that 2011 expedition? Was that your first really long um, solo?
1: yes and no, i guess i mean i uh i've been in Quitico park uh several times doing month and six uh six week trips but yeah as a multi month trip yeah, that was my first big one uh, you know when I did that in hundred and thirty days uh starting uh i believe it was may seventh to uh to september thirteenth and and it was just uh it, it was one of those moments in my life when I really realized what i wanted to do um you know to to make a difference and and a positive uh you know, positive things for for my town and my and in uh, the country. Yeah, it was it was just a fun trip. Like I said, it really it really the bug really got me there, and uh, I knew that wasn't my last trip uh, by any means. And yeah, and here we are today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that led you to your 2014 uh, solo crossing of the North American continent. So tell us a little bit about that first uh, 2014 trip.
1: Yeah, that was uh, after I'd done my 2011 trip and I stopped in Montreal and I, I remember looking down that river and just going, wow, I, I had so much more energy and I felt in such good shape. I, I think I lost 55 pounds on that trip and, uh, you know, I had such a great time and I'm thinking, man, you know, I, I could go a lot farther and I, and I had the, you know, I had the seasons uh, t- to deal with it. I, I had the time and so I started looking at the map and I, I thought to myself, you know, if I left a little earlier and. I looked at it. Nobody crossed the uh, the continent in, in one season from you know from salt water to salt water. So uh, you know again our youth center was uh, you know uh, we we did bra- raise enough funds to keep it going for a few years. And I decided you know let let's do it again and let's, let's see if we can push uh, you know push the envelope uh, envelope a little more. And uh, it it was it was fun. Um, I, le- I left April first uh, from Vancouver. I walked up over the mountains. Made my own homemade cart. And towed my canoe on, on top of that, along with my, uh, with my faithful com- uh, companion, Spitzy. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we ended up doing it in 214 days. We made it as far as Tadamagush, Nova Scotia. And it was, uh, again, uh, just, just an incredible th- uh, trip. I think I lost 65 pounds on that trip. And I got, uh, got a chance to meet some of the most amazing Canadians in the world, you know. And uh, and a big part of of where I'm at today, you know, I was the, that was the second time I we went through Killarney, Ontario, and uh, I, again I just fell right in love with this beautiful little town in, in the northern part of uh, uh, of Ontario here, and uh, the people and the places that that we had there were, were just incredible, and uh, yeah, it's it, it was uh, it was probably the best move I ever made in my life uh, coming here. With, um, yeah, and getting across the continent and proving not just uh, to myself, my friends and families, but to all that you know, if if you stay honest and strong and true, and you dedicate yourself, you know, you can accomplish anything in this country. And it was uh, again, it was a real eye opener, and that just uh, just made the bite bug a little uh, a little bigger. And uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, I made it as far as Tatamagush and I really wanted to make it to Cape Breton Island, so. It was uh, it, it, there was a catch twenty two to that. It really got me going. Figured you know I, I got to try this again for sure. But it was <laughs> awesome. It was just a beautiful trip.
0: So how do you go about selecting a route for something like this, to crossing the entire continent?
1: Well, like I said earlier, I, I had uh, I had these two guys in our hometown, like uh, Don and Joe Muni, and they they were old. Uh, they were all about the fur trade and, and you know what uh, what our ancestors went through, and they taught me that respect of them all. And uh, so I started looking at it and and the fur trade always uh always intrigued me you know our our, our water highways it was called um, I'm part first Nations myself that always intrigued me on how you know how they were guided across and uh, pretty soon you know that that intermingling uh came together and uh and it was just uh it was it, it was an eye opener for me and so I just picked the old uh, fur trade routes and uh and went from there it was uh yeah, it was it was quite easily, and then realized, wow, you know, I, there, there's not too many times I got to get out of the canoe to uh, to get across this nation.
0: So it was 214 days for that first trip. About how many miles or kilometers? It uh,
1: was close to 8,000. I took a northern route up through the northern Saskatchewan, and it was it was close to 8,000 kilometers, or uh, 5,000 miles. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, this, the, the second trip in 2016 is when I realized if I was going to get across, I'd have to avoid the big lakes like Lake Winnipeg and Lake Winnipegosis and Lake Manitoba. So I took the southern route through the Coppel Valley again, another fur trade route. And, uh, yeah, I busted across there and I, I made it. And it was just a beautiful year to travel. I mean, the winds were really low. The weather was fantastic. I got onto Lake Superior. It was just like a mirror for the, the 23 days I was out there. And uh yeah, so I mean i, I put the pedal down and uh, i I predicted I'd do it in two hundred days and and uh, wow, I ended up doing it in two hundred days and it was uh, it was It was just a great feeling to uh, to do that for appreciation of our veterans going you know stopping in as many legions as I could uh, a real honor, and got to show uh you know appreciation for for an amazing group of Canadians that we have here, and you know we're we're really appreciating them in this day and age also you know they're just uh yeah they they deserve all our respect that's for sure,
0: certainly. Yeah. So, you mentioned uh, people. You said you met some of the most wonderful Canadians along the way. So, tell us, I mean, people are always the thing that makes uh, the trips the most interesting, I feel. So, tell us a little bit about some of the people that you met.
1: Oh, wow. Um, yeah, well, it, it started in Bella Coola. Uh, you know, the Boileau family there and uh, the New Hawk Nation. Um, amazingly supportive people and just uh, just a really good group that really got uh, got together and really helped us out. You know, made us feel so welcome. And... Uh, and then we got through. We went to Tatla Lake. Uh, another uh, one that really stuck out for me was Williams Lake, and uh, and and the boys down there, Shreddy and the boys down there, my friend Colin Lavelle, and and uh, yeah, we ended up making it to uh, Kinbasket Lake through Clearwater. It was it, it was amazing. Uh, the, the way I like to explain my trips going across Canada is that BC was the best, and, and it just got better as we went. It was it was just amazing. Uh, like I said, the, the people we got, we've got a we got an amazingly. Uh, a beautiful group of people across this country you know and I really can't say enough that's why I, I can understand how we we are kind of the envy of the world but but the nature and the people uh yeah it, it was just, just second to none uh, you, you couldn't ask for a better combination and and of course our you know our first nations we paddled through uh, hundreds of or dozens of uh, first nation communities and met hundreds of uh, of the community members and the welcoming that uh, they provided for us were Second to none. And I, I'm a firm believer, true believer, that that's why as Canadians we are so well respected is because how we treat people when we first meet them. And that's something that we really did truly get off our First Nations. You know, just an amazingly beautiful, welcoming people and it was just awesome. And, and the, the funny thing I, I found going across the, the continent like that was how much of uh, accents have changed in different communities and I found that quite uh, quite fascinating in a way. and. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to have these people uh, on board with us uh, as we went across. And yeah, it's again, the, the people are just, yeah. I, I tell people get out, get out there and, and explore and go see these places and you're not gonna regret it. There's such kind and, and beautiful people right across our whole continent, that's for sure.
0: Now you mentioned um, you know, making stops at First Nations and, and such along the way. Tell us about some of the stops and, and the mission and the message that you provided as you uh, took that trip.
1: Well, yeah. The, the big thing I was, I, I really want to do—is you know I, I paddle for appreciation of our First Nations. You know they—they they are, uh, again, like I said, uh, I'm a firm believer. So the why—why why we are—we are the way uh, as Canadians. You know we—we've just got this beautiful outlook in life, and you know there's a lot of times we welcome people that are strangers to to come to this country, and you know we o- we we do open up our arms a lot, and we appreciate it because that's how we were treated when we first got here as as Europeans. The, there is a love out there and a compassion that we have in our communities, and uh, yeah, it was it was so cool, and it was great to see these. I really felt like a true voyageur when uh, when you'd paddle along and you'd you know you'd be you know you you put in sixteen or eighteen hours or even longer. My longest recorded paddle was forty seven and a half hours. And uh, as we uh, you know we we come up to these communities and people would meet up and it was always a hey come on over you know uh, come in get some food get some you know here's uh, have a drink you know have some fresh water and it was it was just great, you know we wanted to hear the stories, and I heard a lot of theirs and that that was the big part of it is meeting and, and listening to uh, listening to what people had to say my My rule of thumb was when I was out there that if somebody invited me in for a cup of coffee or a beer i would I would stop in and stay for that cup of coffee and beer and listen to what they had to say and introduce themselves and again, it was just incredible. everybody has this very unique and beautiful story of of how they got to where they were and and uh, it, it was really cool to be part of that and, and see that, those smiling faces. And I do have a way of getting people to laugh. And uh, I love those laughs, that's for sure. It's, it's very energy building for when, what I'm doing, what I'm doing. So
0: even with those, uh, those, I guess I'll call them river angels or, or you know, water angels along the way that kind of helped you along, um, you, know, you took every opportunity that you could, sounds like, to, to get an opportunity to speak to them and, and learn from them. And even that, you still made it across in 214 or 200 days a second time.
1: Yeah, if I, if I took back all the conversations, I could probably knock off a month. You know? Yeah, if but
0: I you wouldn't have the same experience.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it wouldn't be no that's just it you know and and that was it sounds a little cliche but it is the the journey um that that makes the trip you know and it's these these special moments that you have with people and you know it'd be so surprising you know how many you know situations that you can relate to them especially when it comes to bush people about animals and and how uh, how they should be treated and and uh, it's 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 awesome. It, it really is. You know, it's uh, like I said. I tell people get out in that canoe and, and go out and explore these. Uh, you know, uh, go check out the First Nations. You know, there, there's so much. There's a lot of negativity that gets said, and uh, it, it's not the it's not the way it is. You know, the majority of the people that are that are out there are just an, an awesome people. They they got a beautiful smile and an outlook on life. And and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to more trips. You know, so uh, this year I was uh, supposed to go up to uh, the White Horse, or sorry, to the uh, yellow knife to tuk, tuk and, uh, you know, get up to the Dene country, which, which I've been in. And again, uh, just a beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful group of people up there uh, that got such a unique, rich history and culture. And it's, uh, you know, if that intrigues you, you're, you're not going to find uh, a, a finer, a more beautiful, uh, complex culture than our First Nations here in our country. And they deserve the best in my eyes. It's just, it's amazing. they're They're a great group. So you
0: mentioned earlier, uh, forty-seven and a half hours was your longest paddle. What yeah. was it that that uh, drove you to say, "I'm going to keep going"? You know, forty-four isn't enough. I have to go a few more hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get that a lot. Actually, I, I've had this unique ability to to paddle like that for uh, for several years, and uh, there's an energy that I that I can uh, that I can get off this land, Mother Moon. Uh, you know, Father son, You know, and, and you you I store this energy almost like a battery, and at times I need it. I call it, you know, my second, my third, my fourth wind. And, yeah, it's, it's hard t- it's hard not to, s- it's hard to stop. Uh, that's the, the biggest thing. And, I, and the only reason why I stopped during that time is because a storm had came in and I couldn't get across a bay. And I did sit up for several hours tapping my toes thinking, and I thought, well, I better get to see if I can get some sleep. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, th- there's a unique energy out there. And if you can tap into it, you know, it's, uh, I, I think our ancestors uh, had that unique ability to uh, to get into those uh, you know, to tap into that energy, and I think that's what made him so so strong and so uh, so resilient to uh, to a very harsh elements in this country. You know, uh, you know, surviving in the bush like that, and it's uh, it's great when you can turn something uh, from a negative into a positive. You know, it's uh, it's it's a good thing, and it's it's a unique ability that I'm uh, very proud that I could I could pull off.
0: And there's always a bright side. Your, your your trip is much heralded as a solo trip, but you've mentioned we a couple of times. So you actually had a traveling companion, so tell us a little bit about your traveling companion.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. This is my best friend, hands down, my campsite soldier and the greatest dog in Canada, quite possibly the world. We just haven't been out of the country to prove it yet. It's my best friend, uh, Spitzy. He just turned 12 years old here on April 3rd, and uh, he's... Uh, He's been on every one of my big trips and every one of my smaller trips too and uh, yeah he's again like I said he's my best friend he's my translator to uh, to the bush in a lot of ways where there's things he picks up that I don't have the sense for like uh, we've uh, for example in our in our 2016 trip uh, we had 18 bears and two mountain lions we came into contact with so he he caught on to that before I did. And uh, it, it was amazing how he reacted. So we didn't have a negative uh, reaction uh, with these animals. You know, there's, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is startling an animal or, or, or uh, coming upon it without, uh, without them noticing. And with, with his bark and, and how brave he is, he let them know that we were just passing through. And also for weather, uh, Lake Superior, as, as a lot of people well know, he's been out there. The, the weather can come up on you quite uh, fantastically fast and you don't get offshore very far if uh you know unless you're going to find yourself into a little bit of a pickle um the would pick up on those winds coming in or he'd get a sense and uh, we had that connection i had him since he was six weeks old you know we, we've just had that connection and he'd give me that little warning and let me know hey there's something coming in dad and uh i, I, I never ignored him though i did once and uh, <laughs> it, it was a it was a bad mistake and i come pretty close to uh to dumping uh, but you know after that it was like okay boy I'm I'm listening to you 100% and he's never steered me wrong. So it's uh yeah he's he's definitely a pretty cool uh critter to have along with and he's great company. You know, he's uh, there's times when uh, you know um uh, for one instance in 2011 I was I was 18 days on Cedar Lakes so I just couldn't get around it; the winds were coming up and you know he he was cool we got to play and uh you know he was like again having my friend right there and I you know, We'd have our own little games to play, and uh, we, we'd just have fun with it and enjoy each other's company, and, and that, uh, that makes a big difference. So. But uh, all in all, he never, uh, he never even dog paddled. He, would <laughs> 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 he, he was just keeping an eye out for the camp and, and making sure all was safe. He's sitting oh. right here beside me right now. He, he's, he's gotten a little bit into the winter of his life. He just turned 12, and he's lost his hearing and a little bit of his eyesight, but uh, he's still my best friend
0: all right well even if he didn't paddle at all he uh he certainly made a difference in the trip it sounds like
1: oh absolutely Uh-oh. and and it was so great especially when it come to kids and, and people you know he's a very good looking pup and uh he's uh he, he was a great icebreaker people would come up and they'd want to pet him and you know just like i do at the toronto Outdoor show and and uh and it's it's a great like i said he's it's he's <laughs> a great icebreaker and just a yeah a good for a good friend he's, he's a great way to meet people <laughs>
0: So, Mike, how did uh, how did the two of you prepare and train for the trips?
1: Well, like I said, growing up in in Atticook in Ontario, um, I, I was in the canoe every every summer. I, I worked on the rigs for years, and uh, and uh, I would work the winters, take the summers off. You know, hop in that canoe, go play down in Quittico Park and in the surrounding area of Atticook, and uh, you know, just paddle and been out in the bush. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it was just a, a second nature for me. And my dad when I was growing up, we was very adamant because we were an isolated community that he wanted us to learn uh, the the natures of the bush and, you know, what to look for, what to eat, you know, how to survive, how to fish, how to hunt. And uh, even though I'm, uh, I fully disappoint him as a hunter and a trapper, (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely, I love the fishing and the the foraging and enjoying enjoying nature and all its bounties, you know, and uh, never taking any more than what we need for that day and and going out there and, and learning, uh, you know, just uh, le- learning the ways of the woods.
0: So in terms of, uh, of gear and such, did you have a lot of things with you or, did it, or just kind of live off whatever you came across?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I take my porridge and my trail mix, of course, and stuff like that. You know, whatever I can carry and, you know, a time beef jerky. And, and as a solo paddler, too, you, you really want to watch what you take. You want to make sure that you don't want to take high oiled or high scented food because you can attract an animal in. And then, uh, you know, bears do tend to, uh, you know, they, uh, they want an easy meal. So it's easier to scare off one person than uh, it is two or three. So, yeah, when, when they uh, they find out you're solo, it's a different game. And, uh, yeah, so Spitzy and I had several encounters that way with it. But we always come out on top with it. Like I said, he's, he's the bravest dog in Canada. And brave as he is handsome. So, if uh, yeah, it's uh, the, mostly what I take for a tent is I got just a woods expedition tent. Uh, I believe it's uh, called the Cascades. A uh, little four manor, so Spitz and I can both stay in there. And uh, I got my uh, dry bags. Um, uh, they're they're amazing. Uh, and uh, yeah, just you know, a good pack sack, good rubber boots, and uh, you got my MSR stove. And uh, of course, when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to paddling, you you know, we got the Swift canoe and Badger paddles, and it, it, they're they're a heck of a combination to say the least. And we we can move fast across the country. That's for sure.
0: Well, again, I imagine uh, flying solo. You you really can't take a lot of stuff with you because you got to move that stuff yourself wherever you are and wherever you're going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when it, when it comes to portaging, you know, it's uh, I was always taking two or three portages. At, you know, uh, dur- during the time of it. Uh, but again, you know, being solo, you you want to watch. And I, I tell people, you know, especially when you're going up to the mountains and you got to tow this thing up, uh, up uh, up up several mountain ranges. You know, you. you you count the grains of salt you put into your shaker before you leave <laughs> <laughs> something that weighs an ounce weighs about 20 pounds by the time you get to the top of a mountain so yeah you know having uh, having the right gear for that and uh and you know uh it's all trial and error just anything and you know i always tell people if anybody wants to do these trips you know absolutely get a hold of me and uh, you know I, I share my knowledge i don't charge anything for it of course and uh yeah just you know have a little bit of fun and you know try to encourage people to get out there and and that's uh, that's the big part of it. But yeah, it it is having the right gear, and uh, and the right people behind you on it for sure.
0: So, what would you say your biggest challenges were on the trips?
1: Oh wow! Um, as beautiful as it was, terrifying would be Lake Superior, of course. Um, and of course, getting over the getting over the mountains. Uh, the BC is is brutal. It's a lot of walking. Uh, and in our 2017 trip with David Jackson, you know, our first portage was 880 kilometers. It took us 30 days of Towing our canoe over several mountain ranges to uh, to get over to Kinbasket Lake, and you know, never forgetting that first dip of the paddle down the down the river. And then, but the challenges are always the, the biggest elements that uh, that are uh, that are in our way is uh, is always the weather. Uh, you, you storms are a big deal, uh, especially where where you put yourself. And, uh, you know, it, it can turn uh, quite dangerous, you know, going through uh, Kin Basket Lake, there's avalanches that, you know, I never really did take into account. They were absolutely spectacular to see, but, you know, you really wanted to watch where you camped and put yourself, too. Like, it, uh, you know, it'd be quite dangerous. And I guess, I guess the next one would be, uh, would be critters. You know, for me, it's, I, I'm not worried too much, but for Spitz, it was wolves and coyotes. And we've had a couple instances with those and, uh Again, we we came out on top. I look after the wolves and the coyotes, and then uh, Spitzy takes care of the bears and uh, and other critters coming around. And uh, yeah, so we we've got a, g- a great relationship that way. But yeah, it's again, it's just uh, making sure that uh, we we make the right moves at the right times.
0: Any particular uh, uh, particularly hairy, hairy moments that you uh, can share?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I was going down to the Capel Valley in 2016, I the Capel uh, River is very windy. And uh, I come around a corner and there was a mother moose with twin calves. I startled him. It startled me. I just turned the camera on and uh, a video camera on and realized, you know, one of the calves had taken off with mother and just took off a few steps in the bush. And the other, uh, the little bull, uh, he panicked and ran right in the river right in front of me. And, and due to the currents and, uh, and uh, the, the brush from a previous years flood that was pushed up on the bank, he got pushed into, the, into this brush and he was drowning. And uh, so <laughs> I paddled over there, Spitz and I, while the mother moose and the little cow, the calf was watching, and I managed to grab that little moose by the ears, and and I uh, got him into the canoe <laughs> in my lap, and I'm just like, wow, like, I mean, uh, th- the most dangerous animal in the bush is a mother moose. Uh, thank thank the gods that uh, she had another uh, calf with her. I would have hated to see the scenario if this would have been her only only calf. I was only in about four feet of water, and uh, that would have been nothing for her to come in and, uh, and lay the hooves to me. And uh, anyway, Spitz uh, Spitz uh, kept an eye out for her. I got the little one in the canoe, and then it walked out and went up on the bank, and and we got out of there. And as we uh, we rounded the corner and came back to that same corner as that, I, I could hear the the mother moose calling her and uh, calling him, and and him bawling back. And uh, and that's when I knew that he was going to be safe and back together with his mom. And that that was probably one of my proudest moments that uh, that I had uh, for storm wise. Um, the, one of the craziest ones was when I was leaving Silver Islet, and uh, that was uh, 2011, I believe. I might have been 14. I, I get a little bit confused sometimes, <laughs> but uh, one of the storms I came across, it actually removed part of the <laughs> roof off the Thunder Bay Airport, and I got hit direct with it on, uh, on the point right across from uh, Silver Islet. And I never in my life have I ever bared witness to how fast a storm can come in, how violent it could be, and for how long. After that, uh, Lake Superior had every bit of my respect and then some. (laughs) It terrified me to the point that time when, uh, uh, so that would have been in 2011. When Instead of making the crossing from Foster's Point to Edwards Island, I actually, you know, that would would have been a two-hour crossing. I actually took seven days to go around uh, Black Bay just knowing full well I was not going to go out that far uh, solo. It really scared me and, uh, and put me in my place, so to speak, and, and she's definitely got my full respect. But uh, again, it's, it's as beautiful as it is uh, terrifying at times, but it was, uh, it was cool to overcome that and, and move forward with it for sure.
0: So when that storm started king, kicking up on you, how far out were you?
1: Uh, I was about, uh, I'd say about, uh, 300, uh, yards off of shore, but that seemed like a, it seemed like a mile yeah. uh, when those big swells came in and I had to, I put it into the, I put it into shore extremely hard. Like, I mean, I was pretty much surfed in Spitz and I both bailed out. Uh, we almost lost the canoe in the water. Uh, I drug it up into the bush and, uh i realized the winds and the storms like it just it was just a green mulch coming at me with the big devil's face in it and everything <laughs> like there was nothing good about to happen what was going on so i actually went in about 200 uh, uh 200 or so feet into the bush and set up camp and as quick as i could and and uh, spitzy and i hunkered down and I, I i get people asking me you know how did spitzy handle it and i said well he he did good once i uh, stop screaming and and uh, and crying. <laughs> he kind of he kind of settled in too. So, but that was that was again that was that was pretty crazy trip.
0: Yeah, it's not an easy coast to land on uh, anywhere up there. You're not talking about a, no, a white sand I, beach. I, in
1: fact, I I lucked out. I, I really did. There was cliff faces all around me, and uh, that was uh, that was a really lucky place that I actually got into. And yeah, the the gods were with me that day. Uh, there, there was also another time in Calgary when I was with David and and, uh, and a good friend of my, Rob Griffin, and uh, he came along on the trip for a couple of days, and uh, we we uh, we had a little tornado go by us that kicked the winds up to about 100 kilometers an hour in in less than a minute, and we were on the, the Bow River, and it was uh, it was scary. There, there was a situation there, and thank God, David, uh, uh, David was with us on that trip. Uh, he, he really held it together, got to shore first. Uh, Buttoned his canoe down, and uh, you know, helped uh, Rob and I get uh, get out on shore. And it was, my hats off to Rob. uh, By by the way, I uh, he was in a little 13 foot Mohawk canoe, and (laughs) he was spinning around in the middle of the river like a cork. And uh, we were both scared. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was quite the quite the deal. We were there for uh, trapped on the in in the middle of the river there for about uh, almost three days. Uh, while the winds just howled around us. You know, it could barely light a fire. It was, uh, yeah, it, it was a really crazy time. But, uh, you know, again, we pulled through it and got uh, one heck of a, of a memoir and a story out of it. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> so um, we got the 2014 and the 2016 trips, and then you mentioned David Jackson in 2017. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, we went from, uh, we decided to leave from Bella Coola. Uh, originally, we were going to go from Bella Bella off, uh, but we realized it was, it was too windy to go out that far. Uh, so we left from, uh, I believe it was called Clayton Falls, and we paddled salt water into Bella Coola. Had the new Hawk Nation, one of the hereditary chiefs came down and uh, invited us on to land. Uh, we really wanted to follow proper protocol, so it was so amazing and such an honor to have the uh, hereditary chief come down and invite us on to land. And, you know, we accepted uh, that, you know, we're going to treat the land with uh, with dignity and and, uh, and and respect. And he just had a great sense of humor, and I was... Uh, I, I approached him after and, uh, you know, there's several people there. And I said, wow, I, I really, uh, really respect you coming down. And, you know, especially in this weather, And he wasn't feeling very well. He goes, what weather? It's always like this, you know, <laughs> 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 you know raining. And, and just when we pulled up there and after he presented us with, uh, with a few things, this beautiful double rainbow came and shot right across the bay. And it, it was just, a, you know, it was a really movie moment. And it was probably, you know, just, just an amazing way to start off, uh, start off the trip and uh we started our hike and yeah we we made her uh, 880 kilometers I so said it was the longest portage we ever did and uh it, i i had shin splints and uh, we went through snow and there was a few mornings we were uh david and i he was frozen his tent and i was frozen mine and we'd have to use mcdonald's straws to thaw out the zipper just to get us outside <laughs> it was uh it, it was a great experience and i i couldn't ask for a better uh, paddling partner uh, uh, then David to come along with and record and, and journalize, uh, you know, the, the whole trip on that end. And again, just, just an amazing guy. You can, uh, you can see some of the photos he's been taking at, uh, at, uh, davidjacksonphoto.com. And, and like, again, just, just a really great, uh, great Canadian guy. And, uh, you know, as we went through Thunder Bay, he, uh, he met a, he met a girl through there and he's still with her today. And, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're a beautiful couple, him and Leah. And, yeah it was it's just a really really cool story how everything all played out uh right across it and like i said i he's probably one of the strongest paddlers i i've ever bared witness to and uh you know uh the way he'd paddle up ahead run up a bank take my picture run back down get in the canoe catch up to me he was he was like the the superman of uh of battling <laughs> just a, and just an amazing guy we got along so well uh we we grew up along the same conditions and uh and same family kind of a deal, and he grew up in the Ottawa Valley, and I was in northern Ontario, of course, and, yeah, we just, uh, we made uh, re- really good paddling partners, and, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we learned a lot off each other, that's for sure, just, like I said, just a really uh, really stand-up uh, guy.
0: Well, I will definitely uh, get the, the information for his website and be able to get that on our show notes so folks can see those pictures and uh, experience through David's eyes as well
1: yeah absolutely yeah he was uh like i said just just a good guy we we just had some uh we just had some amazing experiences
0: cool so mike what ad- what advice would you give to someone who's planning a big expedition
1: oh wow um well the, the biggest uh the biggest thing is making that step um you know and and uh you know don't be scared of taking too big of a piece uh, you know there were so many people uh told me you know i was going to paddle to from rocky mountain house to montreal and uh you know in one season and people say no it's too far you can't do it and and uh it, it was great when uh you know when i when i got to to montreal and, and i realized that uh i i didn't do it to prove them wrong i did it to prove myself right and uh you know it said it's, it's making those first steps believing in yourself and uh you know you know taking a look and uh you know getting your friends and your family behind you on it and uh it's it, it's awesome you know um you know the biggest thing is uh you know do, do it for something there's a lot of people that that'll pay attention to your trips and that but you know pick a cause that really means true to your heart you know and uh, do it to, if if not to raise funds but just to raise awareness for them you know uh, we we had some uh, some girls uh... In, i believe that was in two thousand uh... eighteen who you know the uh, the byway babes and they paddled across uh... uh... they paddled across uh, canada uh, for cystic fibrosis uh, there's another uh... uh... beautiful girl out there by the name of karen mullet and she's out there uh, paddling for our, uh doing the Trans-Canada Trail, 24,000 kilometers over the next five years. And uh, she's doing it for, again, for cystic fibrosis. There's lots of people paddling for cancer and for, uh, for youth centers. And, you know, d- don't, uh, don't waste that trip, you know, and let people help you on, along your way. You know, it's, it's great when, uh, when people help you out because people want to help. And giving them that opportunity and that smile and giving them that story, you know, so later on they could talk to kids and say, hey, I met that guy or, you know, I helped this guy out. And it, it makes them feel good too. So, you know, uh, it's getting people involved. And it's going to take a community and a nation to, uh, to, to get your way along. And, and it's a great energy to, to feed off of because there are times when, when things do get, do get really tough. Um, in my 2016 trip, I, I flipped my canoe in the Kaministiqua River. Uh, we got to shore. Unfortunately, rate right at this at that time, there was a pack of wolves by us, and they put a run on Spitz, and I lost them for a night. And I, I couldn't tell you the heartbreak that uh, that that I went through. You know, figuring that my dog had perished, and and uh, thank God for my uncle Bert, he came out there, and and so did half of Thunder Bay when I put the when I put the uh, the APB out, and uh, and you know we they chased the wolves out of the bush, and and we found Spitz. Uh, it was just an absolute miracle, right? and it was such a feel-good story so many people were, were uh were involved with that and so many people should have been proud of themselves and they were and it, it was a great way uh, you know to, again to make that connection and uh yeah it's it, like again you know pe- people want to help and uh, you know giving them an opportunity to do so is is a pretty good feeling too
0: tell us a little bit about some of those people that helped you along the way any uh, shout outs you want to give to folks that were made a big difference for you
1: Oh wow! I think we only got an hour here. But <laughs> 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 oh yeah, Brian Degagne, first and foremost. He you know he put me up in BC for doing my training in the mountain. Uh, uh, Trevor Marcourt. Oh wow! Along the way, Colin Labelle, uh, my brother uh, Kevin Ranta and, and Tammy and his wife uh, um, and their, their kids Chris and uh, and Alex. You know they, they helped me out when I when I paddled through uh, Edmonton. Uh, the George family they come down and seen me also uh, they're from my hometown they happen to be white Calgary they stopped in oh uh, oh wow um, th- there's there's just so many it's, it's uh, I'm kind of at a loss I've had so many people sign uh, sign my canoe as as I went along and of course you know my, my hometown of Atticoken was a huge I had a lot of a uh, lot of support coming out of there and it's such a beautiful little town I miss it so much I really do and uh yeah it's just you know the the city of thunder bay was amazing uh terrace bay scriberg uh, uh rossport uh, I, I i could go countless but the, you know the, the the one that really stuck out for me was was killarney ontario uh ross herbert uh, and jenny herbert and their and their family down here amazing people uh my my friend you know uh god bless him uh john zeefley he's passed away now but he was such a big part of my trips also and uh, you know I, I made such a good friend on my first trip and uh, yeah, he's he kinda convinced me to move here to Killarney and and uh yeah, I, I can't say enough about this community and just how beautiful it is. You know, I've I've been across Canada several times and and uh you know this this was a real star that stuck out on the map here and yeah, it's uh, again just beautiful. I mean going right around through Ottawa, North Bay, um the French River system, so many people that you meet along the way of things it's uh it's incredible. I'm horrible with names too by the way, but <laughs> Right now I just got a flood of faces that, that came to me and, and and a flood of smiles and I, I can't say enough about the the whole trips right across. Beautiful, right from BC, uh, right to the to the Maritimes, you know, and then you get to Cape Breton. The Macaulay family is the first place, you know, the first uh, family that I think of down there. They, they put me up when I got down there. Uh, just an amazingly beautiful family, uh, an all-Canadian place. And uh, yeah, you know, and it, it it hurts my heart a little bit because we're you know we're going through these all these tough times, and I know everybody's going to be feeling this, but I also know that these people are, are amazing, and if there's anybody who's going to get through it, it's uh, it's going to be this country, and and uh, again, we're gonna we're gonna find the see the light at the end of the tub- tunnel, and and uh, you know we're gonna have that uh, that silver lining, and, and we're all going to be appreciated of it. You know, it's uh, like I said, we we've got an amazing place here. It's the only time I could think of, the only country I could think of could paddle just about 8,000 kilometers and, and uh, not, not get asked for ID, right? <laughs> <laughs> not have to show your papers. and You know, I was just met with smiles, hugs, and handshakes, and they, and they go a long way. They really do.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned that there's you know, hundreds of people uh, that helped you along the way, and certainly we wouldn't expect you to remember every single name, and all of those people with uh, all their smiles know that you made a difference for them, So, or yeah, more than, know that no they way. made a difference for you as well.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and it, just, it just feels good to do that. As I said, that's why these trips are so addicting. You know, uh, through, throughout the years, kind of get a little bit down sometimes, and it's, it's like, hey, let's get in a canoe and go see some people. <laughs> and you do that around here, you know. You can hop in and you can go for a paddle. And, you know, I, I, met, uh, I met a guy down here. I was just, you know, coming off for a paddle, and uh, I got a family of otters here in Killarney that I befriended, so they, they follow me around in the canoe, and, you know, I, I get a chance to feed them. And, you know, I met this guy, Greg You and, uh, you know, uh, we ended up uh, having a great friendship. Uh, meeting up with his wife and his, his awesome kids. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we, he's going to join me on my trip paddling from, uh, from Yellowknife to Tuck in his own canoe, of course. And along with another guy that I met on my trips was uh, the, the Right Honorable Stephen O'Neill, a, su- a retired Superior Court judge who's, uh, who's still making decisions and, uh, and consultations for our First Nations. So he's gaining a whole new respect uh, you know, when we go paddle into these, uh, these distant First Nations and we get to have that sit down and those conversations that they, you know, they really open up their heart and their mind and, and their arms and, you know, you, you have a, a, a very, uh, you know, uh, an open conversation that's, that you can really get some, uh, you know, really get the right ideas, you know, to, ma- to make the right decisions and uh, he, he's making a truly, truly making a difference for our First Nations.
0: So you mentioned a couple of uh, causes. Yeah, you were talking about some of the other folks that were doing trips and the causes that they had that were important to them. And I know you've got a number of causes that are are important to you. Tell us a little bit about those.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, for me. You know, it's uh, it was in 2015. I you know I lost a a couple of really good friends that were that were, uh, that were our, uh, you know our veterans. You know, it was Joe Meaney. Um, then we lost, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Duke, and, and Addie Koken, uh, you know, just, just great guys. These guys are, you know, they, they weren't just good people, but they were good storytellers and they were entertaining and they were as tough as nails. And, uh, for me, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was just incredible. And then I started learning out some of the plights that our some of our, our veterans are having, you know, with PTSD and, and, uh, everybody's having a tough time trying, you know, trying to, uh, to figure out how, how we could deal with this, you know, so, i i wanted to put something together and uh you know see if we can uh I- if we can do the right thing uh by these guys you know these beautiful young uh you know men and women of uh you know that are standing up for our values and uh so no, jay, jay watson of uh of uh canoe uh adventure uh, uh warriors adventure canada that's the one you want to check this place out you know we're starting canoe trips here for for our veterans and our and our first responders that are having a tough time with PTSD, and I'm a firm believer that Mother Nature I- is is our best healer. You know, it's better than the pot and the pills, so to speak. And you know, uh, th- those are just temporary. Those will kind of get you out of it, but I mean, to to get that mind healing and and uh, it it works for me. You know, I'm not. Uh, I people have been calling me crazy my whole life, <laughs> and uh, so I mean, it's it's nice to get out in the bush and find some normality out there and. uh and uh, you know it it helps me with uh w- with issues also right so i mean it it's great that way you know you can really find a belonging out there and uh, th- that's that's our whole goal you know and that's th- that's that's the big thing is finding that normalcy and and that sense of belonging that uh, that everybody's uh, got that love and compassion that that uh, that we all deserve to to have so uh,
0: any any particular rituals that you had along the way
1: yes absolutely uh there's one thing i've i've done every morning and every evening uh, before you know right when I first wake up and when I go to bed is I always drop my tobacco and uh, it, it's something where I, I usually try to go by the water and it's not doesn't always work that way but you know it's you, you put it in that sense of heart and I give thanks to the you know the uh, the, the earth and the air and the fire and the water and the, you know father son mother moon and uh, you know the grandmother nature of her the you know creator of all these things you know and the Almighty creator and saying thank you you know, for that blessed day that I've had, or the one I'm about to about to receive, and, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's something that I that I've always done um, and, and appreciated. With it's something very personal for me, and uh, for me, it helps me on on a mental, at, you know, uh, part of it all. You know, out there, it is it is a big mental game. Um, you know, you got to have that right mindset, and have to have that sense of belonging out there. If if you're gonna you're gonna spend that much time alone, you know, and enjoy it, you, know, you got you got to be able to uh, to truly enjoy yourself out there.
0: So, Mike, you've got a wonderful message of respect for the people, respect for the land. It's a, a very positive message that we can all learn from. So I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to you a little bit here. Curious, where, what's next on your menu? What's the next big thing for Mike Ranta?
1: Oh, I, I, uh, I, I really want to get to that third coast of Canada. This is, uh, you know, of course, what's happening today. They, they shut down the border in Northwest Territories, so we might have to put it off for a year. Uh, but I also took on my offside. I, I've got in touch with uh, the Killarney Mountain Lodge here in, uh, in Holden Roads of uh, the Canada House. He's uh, he's a major investor here in town, and uh, we got together and we built the world's biggest paddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred and ten foot, twelve ton mon- monstrosity, and I'll tell you, it's uh, we were going to present it this year, uh, and uh, for the two hundredth uh, birthday of Killarney. So uh, I actually uh, hollowed it, We got a hollow end of the uh, shaft and we're going to put a time capsule in there and uh, something that everybody can enjoy a little bit so somebody could put a little something in there I'm telling them to put, put it in there, you know, put a piece in there you know, about as big as your fist, the size of your heart something positive that we got, uh, we got going for today there's a lot of negativity out there but there's a lot of positive also and I think we're living in, a, in an absolute beautiful time in, in our civilization and, uh, you know, there's, there's something that, uh, that we can all appreciate you know, and what would, what would they say or what would they want to give to somebody 200 years from now I think we're going to have a lot of interesting uh, uh, submissions for all this. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a great way to draw people into Killarney. And, you know, uh, Killarney is just one of those places, you know, you visit here and you leave here a better person and uh you know and you got to come up here for the fish and chips. It's just an amazing <laughs> spot for this <laughs> Herbert's Fisheries has been around here for uh for decades and uh yeah, it's it's just a it's a beautiful place to come uh, come see. You know, we've got the most amazing food on the planet. I'm getting absolutely huge living here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, mean, I know that's one thing we could all enjoy is good food, right? Yeah. You know, we got the Gateway, we got the Sportsmens, we got Ant Bees, we got Herbert's Fisheries uh yeah we, we've just got so much to offer here when uh when it, when it comes to food, we've got the Pines hotel makes awesome pizzas and burgers and yeah just just a whole uh good group of people around here and everybody works together, and that's a beautiful part of the of this community. Everybody's so in touch with each other and everybody cares so much for each other and and uh, you know it really shows in the community and the people that come visit like I said they, they really uh, they leave here uh with a better understanding on on how people could uh, and, and will treat each other. It's amazing, it's beautiful.
0: So that's sixty-five pounds that you took off on the trip. Some of that sounds like it's coming back on with the, f- the, with oh, the food and yeah, clarity. Oh yeah,
1: bet yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it's uh, I'm, I'm waddling around some days. That's for sure. I think that's why I want to get out and get back into that canoe and then do those trips. It's kind of a balance for, <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, but yeah, you know, it's uh, like you said it, it's it's a great pa- place to be, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's amazing. I'm uh, just uh, having having a great time here. That's for sure. And like I said, the support of the town and And the people here, and the, you know the smiling faces and uh you know it's uh, of course you know like i said we're we're all having a little bit of a tough time with uh w- with today's events that are happening, but you know uh we're all here to look out for each other and especially our elders, you know that's something that each and every canadian that uh that has an opportunity to do should do so you know they, these are the ones that are going to be getting hit hardest and uh you know it's it's having that smile put on their faces you know they they've they've earned it, and uh we owe them, so I mean it's just something that uh we can all do that little bit to to help uh, to help out our fellow man for sure.
0: Well, Mike, thank you for the message. We appreciate that. Appreciate that positivity, Mike. How can listeners reach yeah. you?
1: Oh wow, yeah! If if you guys want to follow along on my trip, I'm always doing live uh, live uh, feed shows, and uh, um, but you can go to Mike Rantas Paddle on Facebook. And uh, I'm trying to find out the works here now. We're going to see if we can get a web uh, a website uh, started up. I'll know know in the next few months how we could do it. My trips. Uh, if we do get out, we're going to be on the, the Swift Canoe and Kayak uh, uh, website, where you're going to be able to follow along on on my trips to to see uh, minute by minute exactly where we're going. Every ten minutes, my track locator will be going off, and yeah, we're just going to have a we're just going to have fun, you know. And people get that sense of adventure, and and uh, I love showcasing Canada. We we've got such a beautiful country, and and there's so many so many different. Uh, different levels of beauty that we have from our high arctic to our, you know, southern Ontario to, you know, uh, the northern parts of BC to the southern parts of Alberta, there, there's a beauty that's, that's unsurpassed. Um, I, I'm, I'm really curious about getting up to northern Quebec. Uh, Quebec was an amazing uh, province to, to paddle through. Uh, when I first went through there, I was pretty nervous, I, I, I don't know how to speak French. Uh, but the people there were second to none. They were just absolutely beautiful. I know why they call it the beautiful province now, and uh, yeah, it's 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 so cool to. Uh, they were so reassuring and so welcoming. It once again, and it was just that, uh, you know. I think everybody understands the, the travelers' uh, uh, hiccups and. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool to have uh, have these amazing people to uh, help us out and and have good laughs everywhere we went is just an amazing laughs. So, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I have this uncanny ability to make people smile and laugh, and it was just my pleasure to to give back that little bit. Yeah, it, it's it, it's great, and I encourage anybody get out there, go uh, go visit, go visit all of our provinces. You're gonna see some beautiful and and unique surprises. I know I got to get over the PE, uh, PEI, uh, Dana and, and Deb Jeffries, uh, they paddled across Canada in two years and uh, they're on PEI and uh, again uh, the, the canoeing aspects we got there, we got it right across the country, Newfoundland, Labrador, northern part of Quebec, I mean there's just there's so many places to go, there really is, we could stay right within our own borders and just see a beauty that's second to none.
0: Well I've not made it up to the Clarny area yet but uh, I certainly have to get up there and when I do I'll, I'll look you up.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'd love to invite you up there. We'll definitely get you into a canoe and we're going to go see. We've got so many sights just right around the, the, the town itself within a half hour, 45-minute paddles. You've got some of the most beautiful uh, views that you can like you can just imagine, little hiking trails. We got through Killarney Park. Uh, we've got the Indian Head Rock that's down the way here. It's got a beautiful history through it. And it was one of our major, uh, the major uh, points to come through here with our voyageur and our fur trade. You know we've we've had the builders of our nation go right through these very rocks, and I know they stayed here. I've I read uh, several of their jur- uh, journals, and you know this they they all respected and, and understood that there's a very special spot here, and our first nations also had this as a. You know, like a, like a walkabout, so to speak, you know, uh, where you came in and had like a vision, a uh, vision quest almost. You know, it, it's just a very, very unique uh, part of our, our country. When most first timers come in here, they, they just have this uneasy feeling that that there's there's such a, a positive force watching over them. And we do just got some of the most beautiful camping and, and sites around here. Again, it's the people that make that also. You know, you're not going to be disappointed on the stories uh, that, that we have uh, in our community here. and <laughs> They're quite comical. I like to tell people in Killarney that uh, <laughs> the only thing normal about Killarney is the setting on the dryer. <laughs> 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 Other than that, we, we've got some pretty colorful events that happen. And, and you know, there's, uh, there's parties happening just about every weekend and uh, some great gatherings. But, of course, we're, we're going to be waiting on that for a little bit and... Uh, Yeah, you know, we're looking forward. It's just going to get better as it goes, that's for sure.
0: Well, wonderful. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Hey, uh, one last question. This is a question uh, I'd like to ask all of our guests, and that last question is, Mike, who else would you like to hear as a future guest on Paddling the Blue?
1: Oh, wow. There's so many, actually, I could think of. uh, David Jackson would be one of them, of course. Um, But uh, there's one person that really comes to mind. Uh, She's an up-and-comer canoer, Haley Sonentag. And uh, she's uh, she's uh, she's a great interviewer, and uh, along with her boyfriend Mike, she's been coming to Killarney. I've got a chance to meet her whole family, and she's extremely experienced uh, uh, bushwoman uh, for her age. And you know, thanks to her mother and father, which they're the camping family, and she's the wild canoes. And uh, she's been uh, uh, talking with and uh, in, in cahoots with uh, Hap Wilson, another legendary paddler of Tamogami Park. And uh, yeah, she's just a really great person to talk to. Just, just an absolute sweetheart of a girl, and, and a great, uh, great old soul. And yeah, you guys are gonna have a great conversation with her for sure, for sure. She's uh, just an amazing person. She's uh, she's got a lot of uh, uh, she's got a lot of great stories for, uh, and a lot of great experiences. And yeah, it's uh, you're, you're gonna enjoy her conversation with her.
0: Well, I will look forward to that. I'll, uh, I'll connect the co- or collect the contact information for Haley from you, and uh, we'll look her up and try and get her on the show here.
1: Absolutely. I think she'd, be, she'd look forward to it. She's, uh, she likes to talk, and, uh, and uh, she not only that, she walks the walk too. So, I mean, it, it, you're, like I said, you're, you're going to have a great conversation with her. She's very knowledgeable about the bush, and, uh, and uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's a great person.
0: Excellent. Well, Mike, you, you mentioned a couple of times along the way that you had that uncanny ability to make people laugh and make people smile. And I can tell you that the entire interview, I've had a big smile on my face and I'm certain that our our listeners will as well.
1: And that's what it's all about. You know, in, 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 in the times of tough that, uh, that we're into here now, um, we need more smiles, hugs and handshakes. We got to stick together, you know, again, show that love and compassion we're known for as Canadians. And, you know, we'll get through all this, you know, and, uh, and we'll come out with with smiles we we're, we're going to lose a lot of good people we know this but uh you know if if we if we stick together we're, we're there's going to be a lot of silver linings in this cloud also so, uh, yeah, that's that's the big part of it, you know, and again, you know, just uh, just show that love and compassion that we know for each other and make sure that you, you know, uh, get in touch with your elders, especially, you know, this is going to be a very lonely time for them. We've got the technology. We can do FaceTimes. We can say hello. Uh, you know, just that the uh, sound of a voice is sometimes just as up- uplifting as that uh, as that smile. Right. Knowing that that people are thinking of them. And and uh, yeah, again, let's just let's just all stick together and all be kind. You know, we, we've got this in us. Let's set that example for the rest of the world and, and how, to, uh, how we can do this. I know we can. And uh, when you get a chance, hey, you guys come on in up into Killarney. I don't charge nothing for, uh, for going for paddles. I love talking with people. I love introducing uh, people to the wildlife and, and the people around town here. And uh, we just got such good things, you know, and uh, that, that shouldn't have to cost a nickel. And uh, like I said, we we uh, we we just got some uh, some good things around here. I think everybody, every Canadian, and everybody in the world should uh, should see, and that's going to be my goal for sure.
0: Wonderful. I will look forward to having the opportunity to meet you and Spitzy someday uh, up there in Killarney. So, Mike, it's absolutely great talking to you today. I really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to the chance for us to talk again in the future.
1: Hey, right on. Thanks, Chase. I really appreciate you having us on, and and uh, once again for for the people and. If uh, if they can find it in their heart to to help out our, our cause at warriorsadventurecanada.ca, uh, you can you could check us out and uh, we got a raffle for the canoe that I took last year uh, from uh, Fort McMurray Yellowknife and all the proceeds, one hundred percent of the proceeds is going to go toward our uh, our uh, our veterans and you know a huge thank you to to Swift Canoes and and uh, Badger Paddles and and uh, and everybody that's that's been involved with our trips, you know there uh, we we got a good group of people and uh, we're we're going to keep it up and. Uh, I think I could do this for another 30, 40 more years and, uh, <laughs> and, get, and, and get some more, sla- uh, some more uh, laughs and smiles out of people.
0: We'll, we'll make sure we get that uh, Warriors uh, site on their, our show notes and get information out there about the raffle for you as well.
1: Cool, right on. Thank you very much again, John, and uh, much appreciated. And Yeah, if you ever want to chat again, for sure. And, uh, yeah, uh, you definitely you come on up to Killarney, and uh, you're not going to regret it. It's, it's a beautiful ride.
0: Will do. Thank you, Mike. Have a good day. You too. If you want to be a stronger and more efficient paddler, Power to the Paddle is packed with fitness guidance and complete descriptions along with photos of more than 50 exercises to improve your abilities and enjoy your time on the water. The concept and exercises in this book have helped me become a better paddler and they can make a difference for you too. The exercises in the book can help you reduce tension in your shoulders and low back, use the power of your torso to create leverage and use less energy with each stroke, Use force generated from your lower body to make your paddling strokes more efficient. Have the endurance to handle long days in the boat, drive through the toughest waves or white water, protect your body against common paddling injuries, and while you're at it, you might even lose a few pounds, and who wouldn't mind that? So visit PaddlingExercises.com to get the book and companion DVD. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Mike Ranta. Such a fun interview, and if you're like me, you can certainly hear Mike's smile as he speaks. Our next episode is going to feature Graham Charles. Graham is one of a team of paddlers who became the first to paddle the length of the Antarctic Peninsula. And two years later, they followed that up with a major trip through Tierra del Fuego and then became the first team to circumnavigate South Georgia Island. So don't miss this one. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to bringing you the next episode of Paddling the Blue. Thank you for listening to Paddling the Blue.